When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Welcome into the sports stove. Live tailgate show at Mad Mushroom Pizza right across the street from EKU's campus. Our second edition of the tailgate show as we come into the second home game of the season for EKU Colonels football against Southern Utah today. Again, we are live at Mad Mushroom Pizza in Richmond, Kentucky. If you come in for the program, you're going to get 10% off your order and uh, come out and try all the different kinds. We've got a meats pizza sitting here right now and some cheese sticks. And uh, the new pizza of the month, we are in October now, chicken parm pizza. How about that? Come on in, get yourself something to drink, get you ready for your tailgate later on today uh, for the EKU game that will kick off at 6 p.m. today. And uh, looking forward to getting back on track after a tough go of it last week. Uh, but we expect everything to turn back on track this, this week again. I know the players are excited. If you didn't hear the Wednesday episode of the Sports Stove Local Hour, make sure you go back and talk with Doc Dak Allen and Chase Lassiter of the Colonels. And uh, they had some good stuff to say, and really they put it all on practice, uh, the need to get consistent in practice and uh, commit in practice to getting everything fundamentally correct. So we'll see how things have gone. I'm sure the practices this week have gone well, uh, knowing the way that the coaching staff runs things. I'm sure there was no let-up this week and excited to see uh, the result later on today against Southern Utah, the first ever appearance uh, or game against Southern Utah, not just that, against any team from the state of Utah uh, today for Eastern Kentucky. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, how that will go. Uh, we've got some great guests for you today. Looking forward uh, to introducing you to some people as well as maybe reintroducing the people you already know. We're going to start off with our first guest of the day, and it is going to be the one and only Wes Chandler. Uh, of EKU Sports. You've heard him on the broadcast, you've seen him on the broadcast, and maybe you heard from him as well on his own show, The West Side Story. Wes, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Vince. How are you? I'm doing very, very good. Uh, exciting week of, of work, getting ready for this game, hoping to recover. Let's talk about last week shortly. we, we got to move on from it, but uh, great first half, rough second half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. You're up, you're up 20 to 3. And you're feeling good. You're thinking, "Wow, this is this is going to be something good here." And then it, you got to give Austin P a lot of credit. They they make some adjustments, and uh, you know their quarterback he can hurt you in multiple ways. But Lillo, he was he was having a field day in the second half, and he was uh, he was pretty much unstoppable. There was nothing really our defense could do. And sometimes you just got to give credit to to the other team, and that's what they, they that's what we we did. And uh, 
you know, it was, it was a good show and you know, something that the guys sure did not like. And, uh, you know, I think they'll, they'll bounce back today. Yeah, it was interesting because not only did the defense have played a great first half, uh, couldn't get them stopped in the second half, but the offense couldn't get going either. It was a two-sided affair where it just nothing seemed to work in the second half. Was there something that you saw that stood out in, in that instance, or was it just kind of a, I mean, all credit to Austin? But, well, it, it kind of give and take. Uh, you know, a lot of the plays that they ran in the second half were a little low keepers. And so if the plays keep working, they're going to keep sticking with it until Eastern stops them. And they never did. So, you know, they just they just got it uh, going and just could not, could not, uh, could not handle it. You know, it's funny how sometimes that works, right? I, I uh, call Jessamine County high school football games and Jacob Jones at West Jessamine, he's, he's EKU offered him last week, two weeks ago, something like that. And he does the same thing, just runs. And I'm sitting there going, if I was the other team, I would just put all 11 guys on him right. and make right. him do something different. But it seems like no matter what you do, sometimes you just can't stop guys like that. No. They're, having, they're having a night. They, they have those nights. And, and yeah, I'm interested to see what DeLillo does today uh, against Central Arkansas. Uh, you know, he's a load of talent and really fun to watch. If you're, if you're not playing against him, <laughs> he's, he's fun to watch. But I think really interested to see what he does today to kind of back up that performance. Yeah, EKU was was on a roll. It seemed like the momentum and everything was there. What do you expect today when you talk about the crowd and stuff like that? Because the players have been pretty open with when we win, people show up. When we don't win, the crowd's thin out a little bit. We had a phenomenal crowd yeah. in the home opener. I still feel like people are relatively excited about what's going on. I am, at least. Um, what do you expect from the crowd that you think about good turnout? I do, too. And I, I think we will. I don't know if we'll reach 17,000 just shy of it in the uh, Charleston Southern game. But I, I do think I do expect, you know, around 15 or so, I would say. Um, I think a few people will be turned off by the threat of rain. Um, and, and, you know, the, the loss, it does, I'm sure, set back a few people. Uh, you know, there was lots of uh, excitement going into this program at the 7 overtime win against Bowling Green, and rightfully so. That was probably the game of the year in college football so far. And I think that'll that'll set some view back. But, you know, hopefully a good performance this week will give a good crowd in two weeks. Yeah, because we got a couple, what, three straight home games. we got a week off next week. And then uh, this week, two, two, the next two games will be at home as well. And hopefully that will carry over. You know, you had that Eastern Michigan game where they were in it, uh, lost by a touchdown. And then the one, one seven overtime thriller. And you're right. I mean, just everything was rolling high. And, and uh, you know, still talking with the players, it seems like everybody in the locker room is in the right mindset. Um, they're going to recover from this loss. That's a hard thing to do, though, right? Move right. on from, from a, such a disappointing second. Absolutely. And that's what Coach Wells said earlier this week when we, we talked to him. He said, you know, he thought Monday that they still had a little bit of hangover from Saturday. They thought Tuesday and Wednesday were the best practices of the year, and that's a good sign. And you know, we had a couple of uh, we had Peyton, we talked to Peyton Collins earlier this week, and he said the same thing. He said that Tuesday and Wednesday are probably the best practices that the team has had all year long. So I really feel like the team's in the right mindset. They've kind of flushed that Austin P second half down the toilet and look for them to get going here against the Southern Utah team today. Good play on words there, plus play right. the So, yeah, I got to get kind of get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good veteran team, and there are a lot of older guys on this team, guys that have been around for a little while. That's got to help, even the transfers and stuff like that as well. Uh, let's get into the Southern Utah game a little bit. They are 3-1. and one. Their only loss coming to Utah, 7-73. to 73. Uh, That's painful. But Utah is one of the top teams in the nation, yeah. so that's not totally surprising either. And then I look at the rest of their schedule, St. Thomas, Western Illinois, Utah Tech. There's 
I don't know anything about really any of those teams, a little bit about Western Illinois, but not much. Um, have they played anybody? Do we know what they are yet? Well, when we talked about Austin P, we kind of said the same thing because, you know, they played Presbyterian, Mississippi Valley State, and Alabama A&M. So we really didn't know who Austin P was at that time either. So I think you can take more of the Southern Utah team than you can a little bit as opposed to Austin P last week. For me, I throw out the Utah game because, you know, Utah is <laughs> not on parallel with, with what we're dealing with. So if you look at the three FCS opponents, their defense is only allowing 13 points per game. So that may be a little bit of a key in tonight's game is can that offense get going against a team that has, you know, has some success against FCS opponents. Yeah, that's – you look at this team, though, I mean, uh, offensively, with the exception of the second half of Austin B, it's been relatively consistent. Consistency is a word we hear a lot from Coach Wells. But they need to be consistent. Um, offensively, it feels like they have. They've been consistently good in the pass game, consistently average in the running game, which is an area they wanted to improve in coming into the year. They don't have a ton of depth there, but we've seen some really great things, I think, out of Brady Sloan and out of McGlure, although he didn't get a whole lot of opportunity last week. I felt like McGlure stepped up his game this year from last year. He's had a little bit of growth. No, I agree with that completely, Vince. And this could be the game that gets that running game going, I feel like. Because coming in, Southern Utah has allowed 198 to, on the ground to their opponents in FC. That, that includes the Utah game as well. But you know, 198 on the ground is is a lot giving up on the ground. So maybe this is the day that EKU can get their running game going, and which in turn will make the offense and that passing game even more effective. Yeah, definitely. The defense again. The first half was phenomenal against Austin Peay. I was so impressed with what was going on there. Uh, a great, great start to the game, really. Charleston Southern defense looked really good there, too. Finally got some interceptions rolling and things like that, too. Uh, the defense, though, they haven't been consistent. And again, that's that word we keep coming back to. Um, what's the expectation today? Uh, again, we're or at the moment, according to ESPN, with 13 and a half point favorites EKU is uh, today. Um, so, I mean, at some point, the defense consistency has to step in, right? Absolutely, and that's been the, the kind of the question mark all year long is the defense, you know, giving up all those points so far this year. And I think the key today is going to be getting off the field. Southern Utah is not a good third-down conversion rate team, so the defense has got to get off the field. They can't allow them to have third-down conversions and stay on the field for a prolonged time, of time during the game. Felt like in the second half, the Austin defense, the defense was on the field a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I just wonder, you know, front seven seems to be pretty solid and relatively consistent. They get a few more sacks and things like that, but uh, overall, they've done really well. It's been that defensive backfield, and coming into the season, uh, I don't remember if it was you and I or you and Greg we were talking about the defensive backs, and it's just like there was concern there because there wasn't a lot of snaps in the defensive backfield. They're not necessarily young freshmen. They're not guys with a ton of experience, though. And we lost Davion Ross, who was, was an all-conference all player. Um, how do you feel they're growing? I think they are growing. They are. The start was rough. But I think, I think there is progress being made. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. And you, you've seen Josh Hayes start to really step up and be a leader in that, that kind of position group. I think you're going to see more of Valentine today. You're going to see him play, play well, I think, today. And then you've got guys who, like, like sales and you know others that can step in there. You know, sales had had a pick six against Austin P last week. So I think you're slowly starting to see that, and that comes with experience. And 
you're going to get a couple games under your belt, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good thing, I think. Matt Valentine, we talked with uh, position coaches leading up the season, and there was a lot of excitement about him, his size in particular, his big kid. And uh, but the word used for him was raw, so there was going to be time to develop that talent. And as they did, they felt really confident using a big piece of this defensive backfield. And they're really deep at safety too. We've seen multiple safeties come in and make an impact too, and and things definitely progressing along for them too. So it's been fun, fun to watch him grow, and hopefully today we'll see him continue to take that next step forward. Uh, Wes, talk to us about your podcast, The West Side Story, covering EKU sports. I listen each time it comes out. I love the interview this week with the goalie. Yeah, uh, I forget her name. I apologize. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, transferred in, uh, veteran player, encouraged people to go out and listen. I thought there was some really fun stuff in there with her. You kind of got in, got into her background a little yeah. bit and things like that, which was which was really fun. Uh, but I know, you know, during COVID, all the cool kids started a podcast. I'm just late to the party. <laughs> just late to the party. But you're here now. Uh, it is a great stuff. What what kind of it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I know you were thinking about this for a while. So what, what got you into the podcast uh, and and uh, how, how do you like it so far? Yeah, it's going good. So we started back in uh, mid-August with it. So uh, it, it's going good. Got a lot of hits from it. And, uh, you know, just kind of a way just to promote EKU athletics. And it, it's really about the student athletes for me, you know, to, to get a chance to to tell their story. And, you know, each one of them has a unique story. And that's what makes them makes them, uh, makes them unique and makes them college athletes. You know, they're, they're students. But they're also athletes, and I think a lot of times we think, especially beginning at this stage in college athletics, you know, especially even more when you talk professional ranks, we think of these guys and gals as as robots, as machines. We expect them to make the 30-yard pass or punt the ball 50 yards, and when they don't, we're, we're, we're yeah, we're on them. So yeah, we kind of just humanize them and, and, and get a chance to tell their story because. Each one has a story, and from like uh, the last episode, you know, Lauren Seedlock was able to to tell her story coming over from Radford, and just a really good opportunity to talk with with, with her and you know, students across campus. Yeah, I I like it too. I love hearing those student athletes talk. I like having coaches on because they you know they got a wealth of knowledge and things like that. But student athletes coming on and have the opportunity to hear hear from them about their upbringing, about uh, their decision to come here, all that kind of stuff is fun fun to hear and, and excited to see kind of where it goes. And what I like about your podcast, Wes, is that uh, you cover sports that I don't cover. <laughs> so my time constraints have me kind of limited. So I focus on football and basketball, a little bit of baseball. And uh, and I, I hate it. I had, we had uh, some of the volleyball, volleyball coach on uh, a while back and just trying to branch out a little bit. But you get to see them all. You're calling games and things like that. And it's neat. I, I enjoy hearing the other aspects of the things that I don't get to as much as I like to, but the West Side Story, it's available anywhere you get your podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. I have a podcast, Spotify, uh, iHeart, you go really anywhere, you can uh, You can also uh, join anywhere there. And now today, uh, are you on the sidelines today? I'll be in the booth. I'm so we, I, I spent a couple of years in the, in the sidelines, and then we kind of expanded to a three-man booth, yeah. so we're, uh, we're just going to 
do a three-man crew in the booth. I thought I saw you up there the last last game. I was like, okay, very good. Yeah, very good. You gotta keep Drake straight because we know, you know, never know <laughs> somebody has to. Say. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great time there. West Chandler, you can find them again, pretty much any sports broadcast. Uh, it seems like Wes is there uh, doing play-by-play for basketball again this year. Yes, women's basketball. Start up and uh, let's talk about that team real quick. Uh, I don't know yeah. how much you've seen them so far. I've watched the guys a little bit. Haven't been any girls' practices yeah. yet. A lot of new faces. Yeah, a lot of new faces. Uh, our summer terms that yeah. are excited to see uh, see back, and I think you're uh, you're going to see a, a fun team to watch. You know, Coach Todd is is always hitting that transfer portal hard. That's you know how he's coached his entire life. You know, really going back to his Morehead State days and before the portal, you know, he was at Transylvania. So, you know, he, he, he knows the state of Kentucky and there's some uh, there's some girls that are gonna be fun to watch this year. I try to tell everybody I talk to, you know, I know everybody hears about the guys team all the time, but this girls team is fun. And Greg okay. Todd's doing a great job, the staff's doing a great job as well, and excited for what's ahead in that season. Uh Wes, thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so it's at West Chan 10. At West Chan 10, again, any, basically any EKU sports broadcast, you're probably going to hear or see Wes there as well. We appreciate you coming yeah, on. Thank you for your so time much. today. And uh, make sure you listen to the West Side Story podcast as well. Yeah. Thanks, Wes. Thanks, Wes. All right, that's Wes Chandler, EKU sports broadcast team. And again, you'll hear him today on the call if you're watching on ESPN Plus or listening on the radio. Uh, wherever you listen, you will find Wes Chandler here as well. Again, today's game. Uh, we'll kick off at 6 o'clock today, and it's time to give you our IPM Fest and Termite Pest of the Week, and it is Southern Utah. Southern Utah is led by quarterback Justin Miller, throwing 65% completion, 969 yards, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. We got two running backs that uh, get the majority of the load, Elijah Burns and Bobby Cole. Neither of them averaging a whole lot of yards per carry, but both of them right at the 100-yard mark, three touchdowns for Elijah Burns, two for Bobby Cole. Wide receiver Isaiah Wooden is the guy to watch out for. 13 catches, 355 yards, and four touchdowns. They also involve their tight end, Matavan Tayasi, and uh, wide receiver Ethan Bolingbroke as well. Both of them, 12 and 15 catches, a touchdown apiece. Defensively, that 12 sacks, seven picks, and five forced fumbles coming into this game. But again, uh, right now, EKU is a 13 and a half point favorite. Uh, here getting ready for this game. So uh, we'll give you our prediction at the end of the show today, and we might even have a special guest picker at the end of the show as well for you. Looking forward to that. It's time for our next guest. We're going to bring in Miss Teresa Gilmer, otherwise known as Mama T. She is the mother of Jalen Herod uh, for EKU Football Linebacker. Miss Teresa, welcome. How are you? Hi, how are you doing today? Doing very good. You made the drive up this this morning from yes. Nashville. Uh, I grew up in Murfreesboro, so right around there, and well familiar with that drive <laughs> as well. Yes. But uh, how are we feeling today? I'm uh, feeling pretty good. Okay. Hype about the game. Yeah. Excited to be here and uh, watch the boys play another round game. Yeah, have you talked to Jared this morning? Jalen, excuse me, this morning? Um, texted this morning. Okay. Yeah. Is he predicting big things today? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. EKU is going to win. Of yes, of course. Of course they are. Uh, I want to talk. We try to get a parent on every program that we do and trying to kind of get deeper within the players on throughout the week and stuff like that on the Sports Show podcast. But uh, we want to, we like hearing from everybody, every angle of the university, basically. So I want to start with uh, your experience from beginning to end so far 
uh, with EKU, specifically with the athletic department, the football program, things like that. So, um, Jalen opened his recruitment back up, and EKU was one of the first ones to offer him after he was opened back up. And when we first met them, we just felt like they were family right away, like we'd known them forever. Um, we just, Jalen fit in really well, felt comfortable. We really liked the coaching staff. Um, they went into their first year, 2020 pandemic, um, Black Lives Matter movement. It was a lot for my biracial son to go off to college yeah. in a normal time, <laughs> right. but uh, he's my firstborn, so I was going to miss him. Mm -hmm. um, but it it was it was a lot, and so knowing that he was with Walt, um, he was with Jake, um, he was with you know Coach Losey. Eric, um, that was comforting to me as a mother. Um, I know that they take care of them. Yeah. Um, and Coach Ron, Ryan Jackson's uh, dad, says it all the time, go where they love you. Yeah. Um, they loved Jalen, and um, and they still do. And I still feel the love from them towards our family. Um, and I know that if I need anything, you know, I can call Walt. Yeah. I can call Jake. I can call Eric, and um, those are the three that I know the most. Yeah. Um, but I'm impressed with the entire staff. Um, I feel like they really push for the boys to make great grades, uh, you know, academically. Um, you know, yes, football is important, but their future is just as important. And I like that they they do the suits for seniors. Yeah. I mean, it just speaks volumes um, to me. Um, our family really bought into the program. Yeah. Uh, Jalen's really bought into the, to their recruiting and their, their program now. Yeah. So, when Coach Wells had his heart attack, I mean, how did that hit? Oh, wow. So we were here. We were meeting Jalen back at his apartment, and he had gotten a call maybe five minutes before he called us, and they were all there with Coach Wells. Um, didn't give us a lot of information. Everything was very hush-hush, of course. They asked, um, but he wouldn't tell us anything except for he said it to the hospital. So uh, we were really scared, of course, praying for him and his family. Um, find, then finding out afterwards how serious it was, it, it was very scary. Um, I could tell in that moment when Jalen called us to say, oh my gosh, Coach Wells, I think he had a heart attack. And, um, you know, he, I could tell in that moment that Jalen was scared. Yeah. You know, I could tell that he really, really cared. It, the concern in his voice and face uh, when we got to him, um, he just wanted to be around his, his football family yeah. at that point. So we, we visited for just maybe 10 minutes and he left back to go to go with all of his football brothers. And yeah. It was a crazy morning. I know I started getting messages. I was at church and started getting messages asking if I heard anything. I was like, I know. <laughs> so I started I get on Twitter and start looking at parents that I follow and things like that, trying to see if I can gain any interest. And the more I the messages I got, the more I realized something very serious is going on. I didn't know what it was. And incredible, I don't know if you got a chance to read that Sports Illustrated article that came out. Yes. Um, incredible. I mean, the detail that in that, finally learned a lot more and talking to Coach Wells later on about it, learned a little bit more there too. And just, I cannot believe he's coaching. I mean, he was coaching three weeks after it happened. That's, that's it, crazy. 
I couldn't believe he was on the field last week. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I just kept going back and forth, saying to one another, I, I can't believe he's out there. Yeah. I can't believe that's such a miracle. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that that is exactly what he is. I mean, that was a miracle. Yeah. And, and we're so thankful that he's still here. He is the reason why my son came to EKU. Hmm. That's that's saying something. And you know, Jalen, he's got a, he's in an interesting group of guys. The linebacker core, um, they've got a lot of character, a lot of personality. Yes. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, they're probably the biggest talkers on the field. Is Jalen a talker? Oh goodness, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, in our family, he uh, on the regular has us laughing. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he definitely makes us laugh at home. He's the, uh, I think the house comedian when he's at home. Yeah, he's definitely a talker. He gives great presentations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you got you talking about that linebacker group. You got Chase Lasser's new, and he's full of personality. Yes. You got Matt Jackson in the room, who's Mr. Personality, it seems like. And when we've been out to practice, my kids have talked about how much Matt Jackson talks during practice, asking me if they're allowed to do that too. I said, no, you're not. But uh, <laughs> but they have a good time. They do, and it seems like. They have a really good unit, that, especially that front seven. They've been around, it seems like, for a while, the defensive line and those linebackers. And it seems genuine, the relationship that they have. It is. Jalen can speak with me very honestly about um, the depth chart. You know, who's, you know, he's always telling me that, that last year, he's, he's great. Yeah. You know, he deserves to be who he is. He's great. And so he's just very honest with me. about. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Uh, he is on that depth chart where his, uh, you know, the other linebackers are that, uh, you know, like Lassiter that is yeah. first string. Yeah. Uh, Matt Jackson, um, yeah, he talk, he uh, he looks up to those guys. He yeah. he knows how good they are, yeah. and uh, and he just wants to be in the same place one day. Right, right. I was gonna. I didn't know. That's a hard question to ask. Um, but you basically answered without me having to ask it about the with the depth and things like that. I know it's everybody feels like they deserve to be there, and they do deserve to be there. Um, but it's hard sometimes if you're not the guy that's getting the, the first snaps to hey, especially in this day and age with the transfer portal, guys are a lot quicker to say, you know what, I'm out of here. But from what you're saying, it sounds like he loves this team, loves the staff, and committed to getting better himself to earn those spots, earn those those snaps. He's getting snaps, but to earn those snaps going forward. Yes, yes, uh, he definitely is one to work hard and want to earn, yeah. earn his time. Well, you know, <laughs> and off, off the recording when I interviewed his position coach, his name came up as a positive, a very positive thing, and expected him to be big things this year and to definitely fill a solid role this year for this team. And uh, and I say this, there's very few players that I've had conversations with coaches off the air or off the record, things like that, where it hasn't been positive. There's been a couple that said, well, you're not sure about this guy. We'll see how it turns out. But uh, your son came up, and it was immediately a very much positive expected 
great things from him and his continued growth uh, here at EKU as well, and, and his his role on this team to grow as well. And uh, now, how many years does he have eligibility left? So he is a sophomore as far as football okay. goes this yeah. year. He's a junior academically. Sure. Okay. So yeah, a couple more years, and and opportunity will continue to rise. Um, you know, so let's talk about a couple of these games. Let's go back to Bowling Green. Seven overtimes, absolute chaos, late into the night, uh, close to home for you guys. Probably the closest game they'll play all year, close to you guys. Yes. Um, and, I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I talked to Coach Wells about when they threw the ball to Drew Hart. I was like, were you okay with that? <laughs> the offensive lineman and overtime target? He's like, yeah, that was the right time. Okay. Uh, eventually coming out with the win. Is there, has there been a more exciting game? in Jalen's career than that Bowling Green game? Not college. Not no. college, yeah. No way. Yeah, um, I think the Jacksonville State game was yeah. pretty close. Yeah. I mean, we were all out, like, ready to run out on the field. Yeah. All the parents. Yeah. Like, we were just so excited about that game. I think that's the only one that I yeah. would say had that much excitement. Yeah, Jacksonville State. For us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, last week was a tough one. First half was good. Second half, we just talked with Wes about it. Second half, not so good. Um, how do you help your son uh, get the right mindset after a game like that? I always tell him to keep his head up, um, keep fighting. Yeah. You know, don't let anybody make you feel like you've been knocked down. You just get right back up and remember, remember who you are. You hold your head up high, and you continue to do the hard work because that's where um, it's going to come from. That's where, where your success off. is going to come from. Is from your hard work. Yeah. You know? Teaching that since he was a little guy. So. Well, I coach basketball, and so I'm always leaning from, on other people. Okay, how, how do we recover from bad games or from down games where we, we're not happy at the end? And good to hear, good to hear for sure. Today's game against Southern Utah, again, first time UKU's ever played Southern Utah or any team from the state of Utah. 13 and a half point favorites. So the expectation is, is a win. Now, you said when he sat down, UKU's going to win. Yes. Uh, but I like to get like, what's it? What is Jalen's game day mindset? Is he like zoned in? Is he loose? How, how does how does his game days go? He has a routine um, that he does every game day. Um, the last time we were here, he made sure and let us know that we were not to mess that, <laughs> that up. Um, you know, just the preparation, listening to his coaches. You know. Um, just continuing to work, work, work hard and give the best version of himself that he can give, you yeah. know. Um, I love it when Walt says that. Um, that's like one of my favorite things that he says. Um, he has, you know, taught Jalen. Jalen has not just became a better football player, but he has became a, a man. He's grown into a man right in front of our eyes. So it's been very refreshing for us as parents. Yeah, and that's so good to hear. Because again, I'm an outsider looking in. So I have the opportunity to talk to people and interview people and things like that, but I'm still on the outside. So I like to, to get a little bit of insight on what it's like is, from my perspective, everything's pretty good, especially in the football program. And it's good to hear that, that what I'm perceiving is, is true and not just an imagination of things as well. Uh, well, welcome back to Richmond. I know you're here often, uh, but thank you for coming on the show and being with us. We really appreciate it. She goes by Mama T by a number of people on the team. Uh, Teresa Gilmore, again, mother of Jalen Herod. And uh, thank you so much. I hope that you have a great time today. I hope the game is, is fun to watch. Yes, roll cards. That's right. <laughs> thank you very thank much. Thank you. Teresa Gilmore again, Jalen Harrod's mother. 
from Nashville, Tennessee, made the drive up just to be on the show. But since she's here, she's going to stick around for the game today as well. So that's always a fun time uh, there as well. I want to remind everybody, we are live at Mad Mushroom Pizza. We're here every home game day. And uh, you can catch us here between noon and one on home game days. And uh, come on out and get you some pizza. 10% off uh, your orders if you come in during the show and uh, be a part of the show as well. Joining us now is my arch nemesis, the one and only Brad Taylor. You watch yourself right, right there. I'm, You're already off to a bad start over here. It's over. Brad Taylor is the host of The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor. They even let his name in the, in the show on ESPN Radio Lexington uh, weekdays, 2 to 3. Weekdays, 2 o'clock on ESPN Radio Lexington and the weekend line, Saturday and Sunday mornings, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, and uh, we just had that show this morning, and I hustled over here. That's right. So I could be on this show with Ben Stoke. Yeah. Brad has been begging to be on the air in Richmond, uh, but he finally made it. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is a true statement. Now, you grew up. You grew up in Madison County. I grew up right here. Yes. So you were around uh, the the olden days of EKU football, the glory days. We had season tickets for the eighties, the entire eighties. Yeah. When uh, and I remember. Roy Kidd, I remember all the undefeated season of 82. In fact, I remember this building. It used to be a, a hair salon called the Snooty Fox. And this this is a, see, yeah, people here are laughing because they understand. This is a true story. 1984, my mom made me get a perm in this building. I swear on everything holy. And you can see I took my hat off here. I don't have much no, hair to speak of yeah. now. But yes, this was one of my worst experiences of my entire life. <laughs> was the snooty, was the snooty fox <laughs> getting a perm in 1984? Because my mom forced me to yeah. do this. Yeah. Am I bitter? You're darn right, I'm bitter. But this is one of the worst experiences of my life. I'm glad that the Mad Mushroom has came, has come in and changed this completely. Yeah. Because yes, it's exercised my demons in this place. So is that what yeah. turned you into a, a gambling degenerate? Well, it, it couldn't hurt. I can promise you that. <laughs> Between this and going upstairs to the time zone and cheap thrills, the, the arcade, you know, playing Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. A lot of time, good and bad, spent here at the Richmond Plaza with the with the Mad Mushroom. Now that they've they've uh, you know made this place upstanding, yes. unlike those. Snooty Fox people who gave me that awful perk. Snooty Fox. It's not funny. That's I don't know what you're laughing at. <laughs> That's impressive. The Snooty Fox shout out. I bet they hadn't expected to hear their name. I don't know. When did they? Uh, when did the Snooty Fox go away? Does anybody? Do you know? Yeah. Nobody, nobody here. Does. They're all looking at me like I'm crazy. I, I never made it to the Snooty Fox. They got well. <laughs> sadly, I did. Thanks yeah. to my mother back in the day. I'm not bitter at all, Fish Stover. Shout, so shout out to your mother as well. Uh, <laughs> yes, a, a teacher for many years. Yes, a 35 years teacher. Yeah, yes. uh, lots of good things coming. Uh, now, Brad is my gambling degenerate friend. He doesn't like it when I say that, but uh, I'm not a gambler. I don't gamble. But uh, we enjoy talking about it sometimes and having a conversation about it. Yeah, you don't have to be a gambler to get some uh, some handicapping advice and yeah. kind of figure out where our friends in the desert, who they like in these games. So, yeah. Yeah, and it tells you uh, what I've learned about it is it tells you the expectation. It tells you kind of where things are, and it can help you with making predictions where you don't sound quite so foolish sometimes uh, when you do so. So what are some trends that you've seen from the EKU football team this season? Well, as far as this season goes, they've been uh, they've been a favorite uh, once, and that was at home a couple weeks ago, and uh, they were an eighteen point favorite, and they won big. They won that game forty to seventeen, covering the spread. Which so, I told you to go ahead and put your money on. You that was the Charleston Southern yes. game. Yes, yeah. yes, that was the game here at home. 
the other three games they've played have been on the road. They've been underdogs in all in both those games, in all three of those games. Yeah. And they were two and one against the spread. So if you're investing, quote unquote, in the Eastern football this year, you're three and one. You're seventy five percent. That's good. Now you're set, you're facing another uh, kind of situation like you did with the Charleston Southern game here at home and a double digit favorite. Yeah. And now we say that a lot of times people have a hard time putting their heart away in yes. investing opportunities. Uh, when you're looking at spreads and things like that, it's not about who you like uh, as a fan, right? It's about who who's actually going to cover. <laughs> That's actually very true. But taking emotion out of your decision-making process, it's very important. I'm going to show you a tweet that I got today uh, when I said that I simply said Ole Miss would defeat Kentucky. That's all I said. Oh, boy. And uh, say that. Here's, here's something. Did you get do you get paid extra to hate on Kentucky or is it just for fun? <laughs> now, that is a, a fan who obviously is emotionally invested yeah. in his beloved Kentucky Wildcat. Doesn't make him a bad person. Doesn't make me a bad person for just saying, I think Kentucky's gonna lose today. That's all I said. I didn't insult their mothers, I didn't kick dirt on their mamas. You know, it, it's I just we're just trying to pick winners here. So yeah, when you get emotional, it brings out stuff like that. But when it comes to Eastern, this is kind of a good spot for them today. 13 and a half point favorite, yep. according to ESPN. Is that everywhere that you're seeing it? Is? Uh, I've seen some 14s, and okay. uh, total is 60 here. So if you like a, like a high scoring game, and Eastern has had plenty of high scoring games this year, might yeah. be one of the look to take the over in this one. But for you chalk pushers out there, and I know there's plenty of them, if you want to win $1 on Eastern, and they all you have to do is just win the game straight up, okay. just put five, $5.50 down. Okay. And then you'll get $6.50 back if they just win the game. Okay. That's for you chalk pushers out there who want to play it safe. And I know there's plenty of you out there. I'm pointing to this camera. Or, yeah, that camera right there. <laughs> so, yes, the chalk pushers. So, yeah, the money line, it's about a minus 550. All right. So, now we talked about high scoring. I know you've said in the past, first half, that's basketball maybe. First half overs. Yes, that's definitely first half basketball. Yes, they uh, somehow Eastern basketball, they score a lot the first half. They didn't do it nearly as much this year, but the EW has it'll, it'll it. be one of the greatest histories in, uh, in terms of our present desert of uh, scoring a lot of points. How often do you view coaching uh, versus schedule when, you, like, when you're looking at things? In football. Yeah. Uh, a lot. A lot. And coaching is a big deal because it's the one person that stays there. A lot of times when you're handicapping NFL, you want to look at quarterbacks, but it's tough to – you don't get much of a sample size for college quarterbacks. So coaching is the one thing you get. And we know their coach uh, now, 10-10 career, but at home he's been very good covering point spreads, especially in games where he's favored. So it's a good spot for Eastern if you are so inclined to take Eastern and cover that double-digit spread today because they've done it a lot in the past, including once this year. Since his heart attack, Walt Wells has covered at home 100%. That's very good, yes. Thank you. I'm glad I drop you. That's right. He's the best in the business. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're here for. We give you all the greatest, latest and greatest are right there as well. Uh, when you're seeing just community feel, right, when you're in Richmond right now, you mm -hmm. still live in Richmond. Uh, so when you're around, how does the feeling, how, what are you getting from the community about UKU football? Uh, there was a time when it just felt like it wasn't what it was mm -hmm. for a, a while back, you know, when they had kind of the revolving door of coaches. Because in the 80s, I mean, there were people who said Eastern could beat UK. I remember the one year Kentucky went 0-10-1 or something, and that was the year Eastern won the national championship. I want to say 82. 
hard to believe that's 40 years ago, <laughs> dating myself now. But there was always this buzz, Eastern could beat UK. And, you know, and they always kind of, you know, trended in that direction. But it, it's kind of like, you know, Eastern kind of, you know, they watched all these other teams they were playing go to the Division One while they were they wanted to stay in Division One AA at the time. So, yeah, it, it, there's a comeback now. It feels like there's another upswing coming back. They've invested more money. They need more money. They've invested more money in this program now. So, yeah, I think they've hit their peak in the 80s, obviously. The Valley's coming. Now I think they're on the upswing now in yeah, terms of the, just buzz in the community. Yeah, you have the naming rights to the stadium now. That's brought in good money. They're getting ready to redo alumni and all that kind of stuff as well. And we're hoping to talk with Matt Run about that in the coming weeks again uh, as well. You know, I grew up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee and uh, in the 80s. And I heard about EKU back then because it was MTSU and EKU. Right. It was a big rivalry and things like that as well. Now, I didn't put Wes Chandler on the spot. Anybody that gets paid by the university, I won't ask him live on air. But, I mean, they're going to make that jump. Whether it's Conference USA or somewhere, I mean, who knows where the conferences will be in two years. Uh, but that jump's coming very soon. Why do you think they should have done it long time? <laughs> yeah. when, when you saw Middle and you saw Western Kentucky jumping, you should have either jumped already or at least joined them. Yeah. Because you were Eastern was ahead of those two programs for a long time. And now when you see that those programs are well ahead of Eastern, it's like, what was Eastern doing? They were content, kind of felt like, anyway, to stay in 1AA and try to win championships there. We see how that kind of turned out. But, yeah, if they jump to Division One and can make these little pre-Christmas bowl games, it's, you know, it's kind of, we kind of poo-poo them, you know, the, the, the December 21st bowl game. That would be a huge deal for Eastern to get in those games. And I think if they jump, they can get there. Uh, you know, going up to that that next step, which I think is coming in two years, um, but nonetheless, uh, we can ask Wes all the air what he thinks. Uh, but uh, when that comes, uh, I know you think it's late, but I, I mean, is that where we are when you're hearing about the community, the way people are supporting things like that? I think it's kind of a wait and see attitude because people aren't as, I don't think people are as knowledgeable about it as they were back in the day because there's so much buzz in the 80s. Because they were so good, and they had this tradition, and you know, people would listen to Greg Starlmeyer all the time. They would get into it all the time in this program, and then when they kind of fell off, and they kind of you don't see them, you know, in the media as much because you yeah. saw them a lot more in the media back then too, yeah. and you don't see them nearly as much as you do you did back then, mainly because the bigger schools are so much more important now in terms of money making to those networks. Yeah, definitely. Now, will Conference USA exist in two years? That's a very good question. I mean, are they going to get swallowed up? Or are they going to stay and maybe go uh, FCS? Or are they going to, you know, that's a good question. Because you're going to see, you know, they always say they're going to have four 16-team leagues. But then you hear the SEC talking about a 20-team league. Who knows? But it's the rich are going to get richer. That's why Eastern kind of needed to get in this a little earlier than now in terms of Division One. But there's still, you know, there's, there's as long as they're still, you know, they're not formulated that uh, – Power fives kind of have separated from the other division ones, like the Conference USA. So they're still helpful. Yeah, I know there's conversations ongoing, it seems like, all the time right now with uh, uh, Matt Rowan and, and everybody involved. I'm sure they've got a plan, got it scheduled out, and it will hit at some point in time. Uh, any other EKU tidbits for us today? Uh, well, I kind of look at both sides in this game. Okay. If you're trying to kind of figure out. When I look at Southern Utah, they're also three and one against the spread. But when they played a road game in Utah, they lost seventy-three to seven. 
So they're also going under the total. They're over the total quite a bit. So if I'm looking for maybe a side take this game, do I want to lay that many points? I'll lay the points at least. I like the big high-scoring game today, too, because both teams have proven they can play high-scoring games, and they have quite a bit this year. Going over with DK. That's a chalky pick. Eastern and over. That's about as chalky. The desert makes builds those billion-dollar buildings out there because people take the favorites and people go over the total. But I'm falling right in the line this week. <laughs> here on the uh, here on the Vince Dober's podcast, yeah. we are company men here on this show. Which is rare for Brad, for sure. That is true. That is that's definitely true. I just got cursed out on the radio. You can't take you can't pick against Kentucky on the radio. Well, I just did. Sorry. Well, next year, EKU fans are picking against Kentucky as well, as EKU will, will travel and play in Lexington against University of Kentucky and Cincinnati as well. Uh, going to be a fun time up there. Uh, Brad Taylor, you can find him on the radio, ESPN Radio. It's 1300 AM, 92.5 FM. You got it. Uh, and you can find him weekdays at 2 o'clock or on the weekends at 9 o'clock in the morning. And uh, Brad's been a very good friend and a help to me. And I always appreciate him and listening to his show as well. Doing a great job. Ben Stover, you're as good as it gets. I'm glad to see that uh, you helped me exercise some demons of a hairstyle I had 40 years ago, thanks to my mother. The Snooty Fox. The Snooty Fox Salon. I don't know. I left town for a little while. When I came back about 20-something years later, it was gone. Uh, but, uh, yes, I appreciate it. First time I've been back in this building since. I hope it's not the last because I like the good people here at Bad Mushrooms. But, yes, thank you for helping me exercise those demons of my perm from back in the day. Definitely. We'll try to find the Snoopy Fox people, see if we can get them on next Oh, week. yeah. We, we've got a bone to pick with those people. I'm telling you right now. Man. He's Brad Taylor. Again, find him on the radio every weekday and weekend on ESPN Radio Lexington. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. Right. Appreciate it. All right. It is time for our predictions for today. we got a guest picker today. We're going to have him come on up and have a seat. And uh, I'll give you my, my thoughts here in just a second as well. Again, Southern Utah 3-1. Coming into this game, uh, we feel like the only team they've played so far is Utah. I see you right here. Pull this down here for you. Ah, get it right there on the mouth. There we go. All right, and this is it's Joe. Is that right? That's Joseph. Joseph, I'm sorry. Oh, there it is. Joseph is here. And uh, let's start off. Well, you had some advice for football players, right? Yes. All right, what's your advice for football players? It's a really big deal to sit to play football, um, and TV. Yeah, definitely. It's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. Do you like watching Jalen on TV? Yeah. Would you like him better watching it in person or on TV? I, I'd, say, I'd say both. Both are really good. Both are really good. Um, deal, deal to see who wins. Oh, yeah. Now, when you go to the games here, do you get to go on the bounce house? Um, no, <laughs> I don't really like the bounce house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't like bounce houses either. Me and Joseph are best friends already. All right, Joseph, we got the game today. Eastern Kentucky versus Southern Utah. Who's going to win, and do you have a prediction on what the score will be? I think going to win, and I have a prediction that it's probably going to be like, like, like a close match, like 40 to 30. 40 to 30? Uh, no, no, no. 40 to 35, EKU wins. Yeah. All right, I got it written down. If you get it right, we'll send you a gift. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. That's Joseph, Jalen's brother. And uh, and making it, is this your TV debut? Is this the first time you've ever been on TV? Pretty, pretty much. I've never, I've never been on TV. So 
My man, Joseph, you are a big deal, my friend. Thank you for giving us your predictions. All right, that's Joseph. He's got his prediction. 40 to 35 EKU. I like that prediction. Uh, I'm going to go with a relatively similar score, actually, today. I'm going to say 43 EKU, and we're going to go, we're going to say the defense is going to step up. So we're going to go 43 27 today is our prediction for EKU to beat Southern Utah today. I want to remind everybody that you can listen to the Sports Stove podcast. We've got an episode, a local hour, drops every Wednesday morning, presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. And uh, make sure you tune in anywhere you get your podcast, the Sports Stove podcast. You can find it there. We talk to players and coaches every week. And uh, we cover a lot of football and a lot of basketball on the program, and we'll hit some other things as well. But make sure you follow us there. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram as well. And then each home game, we're going to be here doing this live tailgate show at Mad Mushroom Pizza right across the street from EKU's campus. Uh, so make sure you come out and join us. We'll be back in two weeks uh, as EKU has the week off this week, but they'll be back at it in two weeks against Sam Houston, which is going to be an incredible game. should be a great atmosphere as well. So October the 15th at noon right here at Mad Mushroom. Make sure you come out and be a part of the show. We've got some guests already lined up for that uh, show, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I uh, hope that you'll come out and be a part of it. Reminder, Mad Mushroom Pizza, they've got their uh, Pizza of the Month Chicken Parm. If you come in in person, you can get a seat, grab yourself a drink. They've got adult beverages now as well. Uh, have a seat, have a pizza, have some cheese sticks. If you mention the Sports Stove Podcast, you're going to get $5 off your $20 purchase or more. Or if you order online, madmushroom.com, you can use the code SPORTS5. That's S-P-O-R-T-S and the number 5. And that will get you the same discount, $5 off your order of $20 or more as well. So a big thank you to Mad Mushroom for allowing us uh, to invade their space a little bit here on this fine Saturday. Uh, we appreciate Wes Chandler, Teresa Gilmore, and Brad Taylor for joining us as well, and Joseph uh, for joining us as well on this edition of the Sports Stove Tailgate Show. Don't forget to kick off at 6 o'clock tonight. Get your tickets. If you haven't done it yet, call Raymond. Get it. Get it now. Uh, until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.